Welcome to the podcast version of Taproot TV, where weekly we share with you information for root cause analysis to analyze and fix the real root causes of problems at your company. Working together, we are all changing the way the world solves problems. So let's get straight to this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Taproot TV. I'm Benny Hughes, and I'm here today with Ken Reed, and we're going to talk about a very scientific topic. It sounds so stuffy, doesn't it? We're going to be stuffy and smart. Um, (laughs) We're going to be talking about is scientific method the only root cause uh, method that you should use. Right, right. So I think it's a really interesting topic. It It really falls into a lot of what we teach on um, that that's the opposite, really, of what we want to do. It is. It is. Uh, the scientific method. Uh, so this was based on a blog article that Mark wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually, as I read through it again, it, it's, it's an excellent article. It really is. Um, and it's really discussing, uh, um, we, have, we have gotten comments from different uh, experts uh, that try to, to sell the scientific method as the root cause analysis method that you must use. So debunking things that go all the way back to like the 17th century. Yeah, I mean the scientific method's been around forever. Forever, right? yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's got some wonderful uses. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's what scientists use when they, when they go out there and, and test mm-hmm. things and, ch- and right. check things out. But that doesn't mean to use the same thing for everything. Right. And uh, we have found that this isn't necessarily the best method um, to try to do root cause analysis and instant investigations. Well, so, so what is the scientific method? Yeah, so the scientific method is, I mean, there's a lot of different definitions mm-hmm. for it and different, uh, different flavors of scientific method. But in general, it is um, when you uh, see something that you're interested in and you say, gee, I wonder if that happens because whatever. Whatever it is, that's that's your hypothesis. Yes. I I think it happens because you know you whatever. Start assuming things. That's right. Yes. You make you make this this uh, this thought in your head. I, I think uh, uh, I think that uh, the, the, your iPad went dead because uh, we left it on uh, overnight or something like that. That's your hypothesis. Right. Uh, and then the scientific method will start gathering data to either prove or disprove the hypothesis. So, uh, and, it, and it works wonderful in the scientific community that you, you go out there and you, you have these, these great ideas and these thoughts and you're an expert. Mm-hmm. So you know what questions to ask and you know the kinds of things that it could possibly have caused the thing that you're looking at. Um, and then you go gather data to go figure it out. That's a start. It is. That's, that's your starting place, right? So, so the first thing that you have to do is, first of all, you have to be kind of an expert mm-hmm. in what you're what you're researching. Yes. If, if you're a physics guy, you're probably not going to go research psychology. Right. So if there's a psychology problem, the scientific method won't work too well for right. you. Um, um, if you're a physicist and you're doing a physics question, well, hey, this is going to be a great method for you, and, and it works great. Out there in the world, there's still a lot of unknowns. So there certainly that are. You, that you definitely find out along the way. Yeah. Um, so that leads to... Several issues. Um, it, it bias is one. Bias is a huge one. Um, so uh, it's 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 kind of human nature that if you think something is right mm-hmm. in your head, you've already made kind of an uh, an unconscious decision yeah. about something. Um, you start gathering data um, and and gathering the information that supports uh, your thoughts, right? And discarding data that doesn't support your thoughts. And that's not because you're a bad human, because you're trying to pulse the wool over somebody's mm-hmm. eyes. It's just it's just human nature. Sure. Um, there's this one guy who said it's kind of like breathing. You, you can tell somebody don't breathe, but right. they're going to breathe. 
And or they're going to die. Or they're going to die. You can tell people don't be biased, but it's kind of built into us. We right. just are. It's, it's not because we're good or bad. It's just we're humans. That's what well, we Well, it's kind of like we had a call um, last week, I guess it was, and it had to do, it was about Equifactor. Hmm. And they're wanting to find a problem with the piece of equipment and and really didn't want to feel like humans played a part in that. So right. they kind of wanted to just not right. focus on that human it's performance gotta be the equipment. It's got to be the equipment. Right. right? And, and that's a bias that, that yeah. the investigator may have that, hey, it's just an equipment problem and, and uh, I don't think it's a human problem. So we're going to focus on equipment issues. So, so this is the same kind of thing. When you're trying to use a scientific method, um, scientists have whole uh, processes in place to try to try to f- combat this mm-hmm. com- this uh, confirmation bias. They have peer reviews of articles that other people have to come in and review the article, and and I mean they've got whole systems in place to remove this confirmation bias or at least limit it. As an investigator, you just don't have that kind of backup. So uh, you uh, this bias is going to show up if you're trying to use a scientific method. Kind well, of and so you were just saying they have all these people in place to test all this stuff. So that is a lot of work <laughs> to go out and, and do you look at all these other theories and pull in well let's you know pull in all this other right. all these other experts into this you've got to find to, the right people and hopefully they're asking the right questions and they understand what your work is I mean it's it's very difficult so you bring everybody in with all their other biases to, right. to have a combined <laughs> and hopefully your biases. average bias is out right well that's how the scientific method works and it, it works really well it's, yeah. I, I, I don't want to uh, downplay it it does work, um, but but they they've got systems in place to kind of combat this, which we as as investigators just don't have. Well, the investigators, their knowledge is generally not in things like human performance, or if they're investigating an equipment failure, they may not be the expert in that equipment. That's right. Um, so that limited knowledge. It's um, very difficult to form a hypothesis if you if you don't have that kind of specialized knowledge. Yeah. Like I said, that a physicist expertise. would be able yeah. to do that but for a physics problem, but he wouldn't do it for a psychology problem. Um, Mark, is, uh, he usually polls the class when he first gets mm-hmm. into the class, and he says, how many people here are human performance experts? And we rarely get a, a, a hand go up. Every now and then, somebody. Yeah, else. we did that this last, I think maybe one person yeah. raised their hand or something. Uh, but, but then the next question is, well, how many people here are investigating human performance problems? Everybody, Everybody raised their hand. Yep. And, and so we, we have non-expert people who are uh, troubleshooting and, and investigating things that are outside, their, outside of their purviews, things that they're not experts on. So, um, so you're hypothesizing on things you have no clue about. Right. You're going to guess that the thing that you're familiar with, uh, I think it's a training problem. It's gotta yeah. be a, that's all I'm familiar with is training, so it must be a training problem. But if I don't know the questions to ask outside of training problems because I'm a training person... Mm-hmm. Uh, my my hypothesis is not going to be very accurate. So. And the potential for human error is there's so much. It is I right. Mean, it's That's vast. Right. It's it's tough. There's a, a some blog. There's some articles that Mark put with this blog article that um, goes through about problems with the scientific method, mm-hmm. and we'll put the blog article on the on, in our comments so that you can go and find those um, right. different articles if you want to investigate in that further. Um, I just think that. Just from watching the classes and things like that that I've learned, it's so much better to be able to have all the expertise 
built in that tool already. That's exactly right. You don't have to go out there and, and it, I mean, you waste so much time assuming. Right, and, and trying to figure it out on your, on your own and then not sure if you've got it and not comfortable or not confident you, in your answers. And then what if you miss it? And then you might miss something and somebody might get hurt again. Yeah. So, so uh, while scientific method works great for very specific types of issues, it's really not designed as a catch-all problem-solving issue. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. designed for very specific t- things, and, and Taproot's a much more... It gives you that kind of expertise kind of built in so you don't have to hope you've got the right answers. So how can people learn that? Well, there's different things that they can do. <laughs> it's funny you should ask that, Nana. So we've got, uh, there's a lot of different ways to do this. And uh, the best way is to attend one of our Taproot courses. It's the best. And we have uh, two-day courses for uh, the essential techniques and then the advanced team leader course, the five-day course, for those that want to go it's deeper into it. Me too. It's my favorite to teach too. It's fun to teach. Um, and, and we can do either public courses that way on our website, or we can come right to your site and teach there. So That's our favorite, too. That is also <laughs> our favorite. I love going we to We love to sites. do that. You I... learn so much about the company, and you get to really focus just on the company's you team. You really do. But that's, our public courses are there for people who don't have the ability to get everybody together at one time, or everybody's just scattered all over the right. place, or maybe they just have a handful They of have people. a couple of people, yeah. So we try to make it to where we've got an answer for everyone that's right to get so, them taproot trained because we don't want you falling into one of these traps that's right, <laughs> for that's your right. investigation that's right because it's, it's, the system is set up so nicely there's no really no reason to go reinvent the wheel and try to use something that that isn't designed to be used this way so. well and you i you know in talking about that those biases you sit there and you can fight yourself and then you can fight other people right because everybody wants to prove themselves correct that's just human nature it is it's human nature yeah. so. so so using something that kind of pulls all that out is really really it helpful. is nice yeah. it eliminates that it can eliminate some of that fighting mm-hmm. and fighting and yep. everybody because you just answer the questions it is yes or no that's right <laughs> you can say taproot told me to do that and it's much easier exactly <laughs> well if you want to learn how to do the taproot methodology then we can do like he said one of two things we can do on-site training for you or we can do our public course training either one of these that you're interested in um, just contact us you can contact us at info at taproot.com if you want to see where we have upcoming public courses you go to our courses page on our website and there's a listing there I think we've already got 2020 we're out through uh, the middle of next year we've got them out there yep. we're all over the world yep. literally all over the world yeah I mean yeah. we're everywhere it, yeah. you can find a place to, to it may be a couple hour plane tr- yep. trip but um, we try to make it very convenient for everybody. Or we'll just come to you. Or we'll just here. come to you. We <laughs> love to do that. All right, guys. Well, that's it for today. Um, please go to our, we'll put this blog article up so you can go and see that. You can also see all kinds of other wonderful blog topics that we have up there. Uh, we put them up every week. Mm-hmm. And follow us on all of our social media um, Definitely subscribe to our channel if you haven't subscribed yet. And um, let us know some of your, uh, do you have people struggling with hypothesizing <laughs> at your company when an investigation comes up? And if so, what, what, what's that done? I mean, have you found that to be a problem? Um, just let us know. We'd love to hear about everybody's experiences. Well, Ken, thank you so much. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. And we hope you join us back here next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To view the video version of this episode, visit our YouTube channel or our Facebook page. Please visit us on our website at taproot.com for up-to-date information and blog articles designed to help you excel in your performance improvement program. And please sign up for our newsletter so you'll get the notifications of when new information is released, where we're teaching around the world and all things Taproot. We will see you next time on our podcast version of Taproot TV.